Hello, and welcome back to the Socially Distanced Podcast. My name is Al Manorino. I'm the managing editor of thepopbreak.com, and I'm joined by an all-star cavalcade of pop breakers this week, including, as always, the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, Mr. Bill Botkin. Bill, what's going on? How's your fantasy team doing? Oh, I, the Orange Cassidy's are actually doing pretty damn well, despite the triage unit it has become. Uh, but listen, for everyone who gave me shit about drafting James Robinson of the Jaguars, he's friggin' better than most of your running backs. You're welcome. Yes, so, we are Al, talking. I'm glad you're back from the House of Trades. Uh, I missed you last week. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm glad to be back. Uh, this week we were specifically talking about the NFL fantasy. Uh, not like role playing, but like fantasy football. And then, uh, you know, just like we're at the midpoint of the NFL season. And I, I know we're a pop culture podcast, but we're also uh, a diehard uh, football podcast as well sometimes. Uh, and we're, again, joined by three additional guests this week. Uh, let's start with our producer of uh, Socially Distance, as well as like every other Pop Break Podcast, uh, as Bill calls him, the Chewbacca of the thepopbreak.com. Uh, one of my best men at my wedding, Lucas Jones. Lucas, what's right. up? How's There's your fantasy five. team doing? You had five uh, best men at your wedding, by the way. <laughs> my uh, my fantasy team is doing really well. Uh, six and three on the season. A historic and historic poor performance um, this past week. 54 points. My average was horrific. All from your kicker. Uh, yeah, my kicker was my highest scoring person on my team. So we're going to ignore that last week happened. And we're going to rest my laurels in the fact that I have the most points scored in that fantasy league out of every single team, which means, you know, statistically speaking, much like the 2021 New York Yankees, statistically speaking, I should win it all. Did your quarterback get like put down like a like a no? It was like Josh Allen. It was the wrong Josh Allen. Oh, no. You had the wrong Josh Allen. Yeah, oh, I had the, I should have picked the other one. Who had the Jaguars oh, defense in our league? <laughs> oh man, that's a we, question for another for another time. We're um, we're we came out of first place. Now it's the Haddonfield Boogeyman. That's Mike Vacchiano. Also, also joined by us, uh, uh, the Pop Breaks uh, resident mountain man, uh, Mister Ben Merchinson. Uh, ben, what's up? And uh, again, how is your fantasy team doing? Uh, my fantasy team. So. I have the most points scored against me in the league. That's good, right? <laughs> that's like that's like your Congrats. Washington football team. Exactly. Exactly. I know I'm, I'm in that terrible thing where I have the most points scored against me. I have scored the sixth of both points, but that's only good for two wins on the entire season. The Cobra Kylers basically have uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, and nobody else. So I'm struggling very, very hard uh, in the Pop Break League this year. But you have a great name. The Cobra Kylers is, is a solid, solid name. And last but certainly not least is an all-star from Socially Distance, another uh, pop breaker as well, a podcast host in his own right. And the only one of us who actually has a name that sounds like he plays in the NFL, Marshall Stevenson. Marshall, what's going on? Yo, yo. Uh, I always thought NFL names were more like Ladranius or, or like like <laughs> – the Brickishaw uh, Ferguson? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> or, I, I, or I Daniel very or standard. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's so weird. The, the gamut of football names can be the most basic name possible: Aaron Rodgers or Debrickishaw Ferguson. I have is- an accountant name. I feel like 
So <laughs> no, and, no, that's um, Ben. Ben has an accountant name. <laughs> my ben fantasy team ben. is trash right now. I am. You're not in our league this year, but you mm. because I think I put that on the Facebook page. But you will be in our league next year. Next year, there's yeah. people I'm going to kick out. I took to off. I took off from fantasy after the Eagles won the Super Bowl because I wasn't playing fantasy that year, and we won the Super Bowl. So Ooh. obviously, I was the sole sole reason. That the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and this is my first year back, and I'm three and six, and it's a ten man league, so I can still make the playoffs. We got nine games left, but uh, it's not looking good. I would I would I believe rank you. it as you, Nick Foles. Yeah, that's how I rank. Why that's they, it? That's it. You that's and fair. Nick, you and, and St. Nick. That's fair. We're um, we're 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 inextricably connected. Well, we have a gazillion things to talk about, but I'm sure we're only going to get to like five. Uh, like I said, it's the midseason kind of point. Uh, we're at what week? We're going into week ten, I believe, uh, and it, it's. I know it's expanded this year. It's 17 games total. Correct? I'm not losing yes. my mind. Great. Um, we're at like the the, the midpoint of the season. Uh, all of us, as Bill alluded to, uh, are fans. Sadly, of the NFC least. Uh, Bill, Lucas, myself, we're all Giants fans. Uh, ben is a Washington football team fan. Marshall, you're an Eagles fan, as you just mentioned. And luckily, there are no Cowboys fans on this podcast. We're going to be shitting on them the entire time. Fuck uh, the Cowboys. Fuck, fuck the Cowboys. Um, but, yeah, I want to talk about the midseason point. I guess we could start at the NFC East and then work our way kind of around the league, especially last week, week nine, um, being a terrible week for sports betters all over the world, and especially me and Lucas, uh, because it was upset week and no one told us in advance. Um, but let's talk about um, just where we are, you know, at right now. We'll start with the NFC. Um, you know, Bill, I'll shoot it to you and, and Lucas, but how are you guys feeling right now as Giants fans currently as you stand? I'll start with Bill. I feel like um, you ever uh, you remember the Matrix where they, they have deja vu and they're like, oh my God, the Matrix is broken. The Matrix has been broken for so long with the Giants. It's the same thing. We win two games, we lose a bunch. Then it's like, oh, but they could have won a whole bunch. But if like a penalty or a drop pass and you're less like, I really would like you just to win. Because usually when the Giants win, we go to the Super Bowl. So that'd be great. Um uh, you know, we don't have the almighty, blessed, high, holy emperor of the world, Eli Manning, as our quarterback anymore. Uh, Daniel Jones is good. I like Daniel Jones. I think if he had a better offensive line, which our goddamn general manager said he was going to bolster and has done nothing but make it Swiss cheese and the worst type of Swiss cheese, like, you know, like discount, thinly sliced, paper thin Swiss cheese, the worst, awful. Um, and uh, but yet there's still promises there. Like I still think there's good players on our defense. I still, I love the effort of Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney's turned to a good player. Um, uh, uh, we have that rookie running back Z's who's, who's been killing it for us. We have that kid Roche. We just picked off a of waivers. Who's good. But then we spend a billion dollars on what all these shiny new toys on offense. And once again, as we have seen for years on end, they're all get injured and Jan daniel jones is throwing to the equivalent of me just like <laughs> who's that guy okay yeah. throw him the ball he didn't catch it no kidding he's terrible that and and it's just the giants are just frustrating they got to get rid of dave gettleman i think they got to get rid of jason garrett 
Clay Joe Judge, but I think he's got to go to. The Giants will end up with a top 15 pick again this year, if not top 10. They're terrible. So that's what I'm going to say about that. I mean, and listen, we're all bad. We're all bad on this podcast, but the Giants are just an extra sort of frustrating because there were so many high hopes pinned on them this year. Even mm-hmm. our wins have been like, like the Saints win was amazing. That was like yeah, a thrilling win. Everything else has been like, Christ, that's what we did. All right. The Raiders win. It was like, ugh, I was bowling shoe ugly. Now, if you don't mind me, I need more alcohol to get through this conversation if we're talking Giants. Yikes. Yeah. As, as Bill kind of kind of talked about, we're kind of plagued with injuries right now or COVID protocols. Saquon's been out for, for weeks now. Um, Luke, what do you see as the, the end result of this season? Um, I know you make a, a bet almost every single year, uh, not to me, to, to, to another friend group about uh, you, the, the Giants standing at the end of the year. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't but, do that this year. <laughs> yeah, good, good call. But where, um, where do you see the Giants ending up? I, I do want to come in and play pessimist a little bit or, or realist mm-hmm. because I think that even with a fully healthy Giants team, we'd still be where we are. I don't think it's a matter of injuries. I think it's a matter of leadership. I think Gettleman's not the answer. I think Dan, I think Daniel Jones isn't the answer. I don't think he's our quarterback, um, especially in the current offensive system. He's just not the right guy. You have an offensive system that, for some reason, wants to run two tight end max protect systems, right? So you, you run the ball a lot. You throw to your tight ends. But we have a tight end in Engram with glass hands. So you have a, a tight end pack, a tight end offense with a tight end who can't catch the ball. You go out and you get and you you grab Galladay. No hands. No hands. You, you go out, you grab no Galladay, who is a sideline deep threat, and you put him in an offense with a quarterback who can't hit the sideline deep threat. And and then you go and get an offensive, you run an offensive line heavy package and you have no offensive line. So it's no surprise that Saquon's hurt again. It's no surprise that Daniel Jones was literally knocked senseless the other day trying to get a first down, right? At this point in the season, wins are mistakes. So I'm, I'm upset they won this week because you need to get rid of Gettleman and Garrett and Daniel Jones and Evan Engram. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait and wait. Put some respect we, on Danny Dimes. Danny. Dan, no, Danny, oh, Danny Dimes is not the guy. I mean, because the thing is, like, you can, you can either half-ass a rebuild or you can – you can whole ass a rebuild. And while Daniel Jones is still relatively young and still has some value, now might be time to whole ass a rebuild because this ain't the team. Yeah, I truly think they, you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds with the Giants. We have a ton to talk about, but I think they definitely missed an opportunity with the last draft, or as I call it, the like uh, quarterback again like the amount of great quarterbacks in that first round and even going into the, the second round was crazy to pass up as much as I, I kind of like their moves that they made in terms of, you know, getting more picks for next year and things like that to pass up someone like Justin Fields at 10, who has a lot of promise. The guy has like the legs that this guy has. And you saw those passes in that game last night against the Steelers, obviously some misses, the guy throws fucking bullets it's crazy. Um, I think that was a, a missed opportunity. And I like Danny, Danny, Danny Dimes. I like Danny Dimes, but I, I think, I don't think this is the right team for him. I don't think the current, as, as Lucas more eloquently put it, nothing's going right 
right? I don't think the quarterback matches the offensive scheme that they got going on. Saquon probably doesn't belong there. Imagine him on like the Ravens or something. He would just decimate, right? It'd be insane. Like it's just the giants don't for the last decade, maybe plus they've never had a good offensive line. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't have a lot of high hopes and this is really just my little ending for the giants is oh, um, now, if I could, if I could uh, cut the line for a second, I would yeah. love to get the two non giants fans opinions on the giants. Oh, okay. so I want to start with Marshall because you predicted that the giants were actually going to beat the chiefs. And I was like, I wanted to give you a hug and be like, you're, oh, yeah. so, you're so generous. You're such a nice man. Thank you. Wait, for, I, for, I have to think, I have to remember what the score was. Cause he said, no, but I mean, like I was like, I was just like, Marshall's being so nice to me right now. Was. But I know in my heart they're going to get their ass beat. So what yeah. do you th- what do you think about Marshall? What do you think about the Giants? I know there are eternal rivals, but what do you think they need to do to get better? Yeah. You don't want to see them get better because you want the Eagles to get better. But what do you think about them? No, I mean, like, all right, so I'm I'm an Eagles fan, right? But <clears throat> I get told all the time that I'm not an Eagles fan because of the way that I can kind of look at the sport and you know as a fan of the sport as well i'm not a fanatical eagles fan now of course if you plucked me i bleed green and that's the beautiful thing about me however um the giants i did think that they were going to beat um patrick mahomes and the the chiefs i think that that score was close i don't think that they blew them i'm looking i'm looking it up Looking it up. Okay, let me know Keep what going. the score was because I did think mm-hmm. that that y'all were going to beat them because I think that there's something wrong in Kansas City. I think that yeah. um, Patrick Mahomes' uh, issues are being shown. There has been so much tape on him in that offense the past couple of years because they played so deep into January and defensive coordinators get paid too. And <clears throat> what what generally happens is that teams draft to your weaknesses. So I think a lot of times with the Kansas City Chiefs being on the top, their teams in the league essentially is terraforming to be able to isolate them. And honestly, I feel like everybody's just kind of waiting for Tom Brady to go. So I don't really think anyone sees the Buccaneers as like a super long-term dynastic thing, but they are preparing and they are drafting and they are building their teams based off of what the Chiefs do well. And Tyreek Hill has had... difficulties. I thought James Bradbury would be able to take him completely out the game. Uh, Travis Kelsey has not had a great season. Their offensive line is in shambles. I thought that the Giants had a great opportunity to, um, to, to, to beat them. And I thought that they would. And um, eventually they end up winning and the Giants, the game that I thought that they would play against the Chiefs, they ended up playing against the Raiders. I'll bet a bit undermanned due to Henry Ruggs, but I, I saw a Giants win coming. And I just I, I thought it would be last week. Yeah, your prediction your prediction was 26-20 Giants win. It ended up being uh 2017. That's close, man. Yeah, it was very close. And and again, you totally, totally nailed it about the Chiefs. I think that I I want to I want to hear about the Eagles. I want to hear about the Washington football team, but like the next topic we're going to is what the hell is going on with the chiefs. And then we have to also talk about the bills because Holy shit, <laughs> the last game was bananas. Mm. Uh, but Marshall, let, let, let's, let's hear about the Eagles. I mean, you know, you, you got you and uh, Ben and us, we're all in the same boat. I think we're all records are kind of close. I think it was like a game difference maybe. Um, but you know, what's going on, what's going on with, with your Eagles. I know you guys have been rebuilding 
last couple of years. I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts. I think he's yeah, very, very solid uh, quarterback. Devonta Smith hasn't been unleashed yet, but I think he could be a, a true weapon. But I would love to hear your thoughts as an Eagles fan. You also just lost Hurts. Uh, uh, what's on your mind? This is a safe space. Yeah, we're happy for Ertz. We're happy for Ertz. He's the best tight end we've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. the, I mean, Keith Jackson, maybe. Uh, oh, what about but, Brent Selleck? I mean, Brent Selleck, he, he Brent, Selleck, Brent Selleck was the man, and he went out the way that he deserved to go out. He won a championship, called it a career. Never take anything away from him. But uh, Zach Ertz deserves to be – he deserved to be on a good team. He deserved to be on a winning team. And he deserves to be able to chase more championships for what he's done for us. And, and uh, we'll, we'll never take anything away from Zach Ertz. So I'll buy him a drink anytime he's in Philly. Um, but uh, as far as the Eagles right now, you know, like um, Lucas said, winning is a mistake. Uh, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with that sentiment for us as well, because the way that we lost to the San Diego Chargers or the L.A. Chargers this weekend was how I was expecting a lot of our games to go. Like this is this is a good loss to me because mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni's got his head out his ass. He's running the ball. Jalen Hurts is passing under 20 times a game with high efficiency to a very productive wide receiver who can get open down the field. And they're letting Devontae Smith actually run. And that's what I like that I saw. They're letting Devontae Smith run. I'm very convinced that Devontae Smith runs a sub 4-3-40. Uh, he didn't run it uh, at the at the combine, but he's going on record to say that he would have beaten Henry Ruggs in a 40. Um, and Henry Ruggs ran a 4-2. So uh, he actually said he would beat Henry Ruggs in a 40 and Henry would beat him in the 100. So that's neither here nor there. But they're letting them run. Jonathan Gannon needs to go. He's the he's the worst defensive coordinator. I think that all the Giants fans will feel better once they play our defense because Danny Dimes is just that quarterback that will take easy passes and easy progression down the field, throw him some runs, throw in some play action. Our linebackers are terrible or they're, they're not playing well. I think that we're starting to get some linebackers on the field that actually are hungry in TJ Edwards and Davion Taylor. And I think that we have a chance, but we're building. And I, I just don't see Jonathan Taylor as the answer on defense. I'd be more than happy to lose out 24-27 for the rest of the year with progression from Jalen Hurts, progression from Devontae Smith, more spirited defense. Sometimes the other team is just going to be better. And we do have a talent issue, thanks to Howie Roseman, who needs to go because he's the worst yeah. drafter I've ever seen. Um, but You guys don't have good drafts. You guys don't. You're good with free agents, but you're, you're drafting. I, I it's, It boggles my mind. Chip Kelly, one thing Chip Kelly did well is he got Howie Roseman out of football operations. He said, listen, this guy's amazing on contracts. Let him, let, him, let him keep us under the cap. Let him make sure that we have the ability to make moves if we need to. But he should not be evaluating talent and, and drafting. And I think that that's true. I also think that Howie Roseman sold his soul to Jeffrey Lurie, so he's never going to go. Um, but I, I do think he's one of our main issues because he holds on to players too long. He's a terrible drafter. That draft, there's two wide receiver drafts in the past three years that will haunt us forever, and that is taking J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf and taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Inexplicably, no excuse. The better player was there, and he just didn't take him, and he tried to explain it away. We tried to be the smarter people, and now we look stupid, and we're not getting any production. And that's it's, it's at this point, I don't know 
what Howie Roseman has on Jeffrey Lurie. I would love to get that on somebody so that I don't have to do my job for the rest of my life. Otherwise, I think that we're uh, we're in good shape. Jalen Hurts. To be fair, scares me. To be fair, everyone passed over DK. The Justin Jefferson thing, that's unforgettable. That's that's rough. Uh, Raiders everyone good, passed Raiders on solid. DK once. Everyone passed on DK yeah. once. They DK on was not going to get out of the second round. Yeah. And the fact that you took JJ Ortega Whiteside over DK, even if you were looking for a a a a 50-50 ball receiver, DK is 6'4, 225. You had the better option who was who, who fit the bill. I, I I just don't understand that. We were literally at the draft. I was I was actually in a draft party, much like this. And uh JJ Ortega Whiteside came on. I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, we should do a draft party next year. That'd be fun. Oh, we totally They're should. very fun. They're very fun. Totally. Get some wings um, and drinks. DK, DK is like a once-in-a-generation player. And, you know, I think people were a little scared. They were hesitant about the, the injury. He almost had like a career-ruining injury. And I can understand that. But, again, the Justin Jefferson thing is kind of unacceptable. Although Rager, I think he might have some upside. No, he does. I mean, he was yeah. going to be a project. Justin Jefferson was more NFL ready. I actually yeah, wasn't right. terribly mad at the pick, but just now in retrospect, it's like, bro, you took, took Rager. Rager doesn't have 300 yards this season. He's never had a game more than 55 yards receiving. His yeah. first pass in the NFL, his first catch was 55 yards. He's never eclipsed that ever. And he looked great in preseason too. I don't know why. I thought I thought they were going to really use him. I think they just drafted him because they wanted to have two Jalen's in the same draft. But that's, that's quite possible. Quite possible. possible. Uh, ben, last but not least, let's 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 talk some football team. And you know what's, what did I say in our beginning of the season NFL pod? I made the prediction that watch out for the football team. They got I Fitz Magic. Too. They got I, Fitz Magic. It's all ogre now. Nope. It's, I, it's, I said the defense was going to be great because remember the Giants <laughs> lost that game. They could have drafted Chase Chase Young, and we ended I'm up still mad about that. <laughs> so don't talk about that. Talk about talk about not uh, seriously. Anyway, Ben, football team, how they do? I mean, the, I I came into the season with optimism as well, obviously, uh, and I'll get to that. I mean, the great thing about this is for all of our teams, you can really like dub out, you know, the name that we're talking about, and it applies across the board. And everybody's miserable, pretty much top to bottom, with the organization. This it's is easier, you know, for me to say the things that I like about the season than it is for me to list out the things that are terrible. Um, we have Terry McLaurin, who's a great wide receiver. I think if you ever had a quarterback that would throw him the ball, uh, you know, consistently, then he'd show how elite he really is. Uh, he's number one in contested catches because he can't get somebody to throw the ball in his stride. Uh, so he's having to jump up and grab everything over people. Um, and then DeAndre Carter has been a great you know, addition as a return guy uh, for us. And then our offensive line up until everybody got hurt over the last couple of weeks was doing a pretty, pretty awesome job. Uh, but outside of that, everything else has been pretty much garbage. Um, I don't, said, I don't you know, understand how your team gets hurt, hurt more than mine. Like it's like every year Washington just, it's just injured. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were kind of talking about the positives going into the season. And so, you know, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick was supposed to be the starter. You know, he didn't last a half of football for us. Uh, Not at all. That happened. Um, You know, we had uh, Heineke come in and I had some high hopes. I even 
almost wore my my Taylor Heineke shirt here that I'll, I'll pull up, but I'm over it now because the, the, legend, the legend of Taylor Heineke. Yeah, the legend is over. <laughs> uh, it was fun. You know, we had a legendary game against the Giants, I guess, but that was about his highlight of this season too. Um, you know, he consistently throws balls too high for receivers, so there's no yards after catch available. He's proven that he's not the answer to quarterback for us, uh, which would make sense. Uh, we were supposed to have Curtis Samuel in as, you know, the opposite wide receiver for Terry McLaurin, and he's barely played this season at all. Uh, we've got Gibson, who should be like a top, you know, 10 running back, or at least he was drafted like one by me, which is another reason my team is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got like shin uh, problems, and he's barely been able to, you know, stay on the field consistently. So J.D. McKissick's getting, you know, half of his carries every single game. Uh, and the defense for the first like five games was more of an issue than the offense was, which was crazy surprising considering we were came into the season. Everybody thought we were going to be a top three, but we couldn't get pressure. Uh, the secondary is awful. You know, we brought in William Jackson. We brought in Bobby McCain. They've both been terrible. Uh, I don't know what we're really going to do to fix that side of things. Our safeties were god awful. Landon Collins finally is playing like a linebacker now, which he should have been all season. You're welcome. Yeah, man, he's he cannot cover. Uh, I love the guy. I, I met the guy. I thought he was a great guy. I really wanted him to be great for us. Uh, and he's playing great now that he's switched to a position that I think is better shooting what his talents are. Um, but, yeah, really, the only – Jonathan Allen is leading the team in sacks, and he was doing great, and then I think he fractured his jaw in the last game. So we really don't have uh, – <laughs> we don't have anything to really be excited about uh, for the rest of the season. Kind of like everyone else, it's – it's like a tank for, you know, the next year. But the sad thing is the number one thing that we need is a quarterback. And I don't think there's a lot of uh, surefire, you know, options coming in the draft, even if we take one in the top five. So we've we've got a problem uh, from top to bottom, and I don't really know how we're going to fix it. So it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. All right. So well, that was Sean Watson. <laughs> that was amazing. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs> well, like this, our teams are the shits yeah well let's let's move on to teams uh that well, by the are way in- like we said before the podcast even started is like we one of these teams could actually take the east if they if they go on a run which i don't no. think any of us want them to do no but they the Washington did that last year that didn't help very much we are in the enviable position of the teams in the nfc east that we are still in good draft position as long as Miami keeps losing. <laughs> so we could make a run and I'd be okay with it, but yep. I'd also be okay with us having two top 10 picks. That would be nice. Would I mean, the, the Giants yeah, are already kind of set for next. Yeah, I next want the Bears year. to really keep being a piece of shit so we can get that. Because, of course, Devontae Smith being taken by the Eagles, we had to make that deal with the Bears so they can get fields and we got a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listen, Chicago Bears, please just continue losing. What's the thing? It's like I know you know we talked we talked a little bit about draft, and we definitely talked about uh, at the beginning of the season. But like the Giants, our draft picks are actually doing decent. Like in the sense, of like Kadarius Tony has been our savior the last couple of weeks since um, every one of our wide receivers dead. Yeah, like they're not point living point anymore. Seven, <laughs> at point seven, he got in fan. It well, it's dope. it's. It's all band-aids, right? And like yeah. like you know, Washington and, and Philadelphia fans in this chat know this as well, right? It's there are bright spots every week. You know, you can look yeah. at the Giants defense and be like, well, they're holding teams, you know, to decent point totals, and they are, right? They're mm-hmm. holding teams to decent point yeah. totals. And some games they look really good, but it's it's ultimately, and I think everyone's expressed this for their 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 team, is they're band-aids on larger issues, right? Yeah. It, so 
you know, would I love to see the Giants go? You can't go eight and eight this year. You'd go, you go nine and eight this year, right? And win it and go all the way. Like, but, but that's not going to happen, right? Because it's, we are playing huge, Miami this year. So maybe, yeah, there's huge fundamental issues with each one of these teams. And at this point, it's just trying to, you know, when you can't get the draft picks you want, right? Like Washington needs a quarterback and there's no quarterbacks this year, really. Right, right. You might be a couple of candidates, but like nothing really stands out. Right. It's like, what do you do? Do you just trade back? Do you trade back and, and hope that, you know, you get some you get some better draft picks for next year? Like what do the that's why that's why I know it's crazy. But like that, that's why I think the Giants should just sell out this year. You deal yeah. with Daniel Jones for a year or two and then you wait, you stick around. But it's just well, it's frustrating. Well, I think for Washington for Taysom Hill. Al, you love that guy. You think oh, no, 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 no. He's a a triple threat. That's such a good point, though, because do y'all do y'all remember back in the day when um Washington traded Champ Bailey for Clinton uh, Clinton Portis, Portis, and it completely changed the direction of the franchise, and they they had some Mm -hmm. good years after that. I miss trades like that in the NFL, and I wish that they would come back. Everything is so draft focused and you know there are some teams out there like the rams who don't care about draft picks and you know they're building a hell of a team they're not going to have anything to draft no they're like the next like three years yeah Yeah. they just picked up uh what von miller right yeah Yeah. charging for his halloween party listen football team football sorry uh, marshall you go and then you you can call us whatever you want to call us uh we don't we don't have a name i call call you all the red wolves because i feel like that would be a dope ass that's that's my favorite uh i prefer that um okay i think i I think i had a tweet because i my my buddy uh if you ever look at my twitter account but i have a a friend uh, named josh shout out to him but i'm his entertainment on sundays because i just angry tweet through games and uh, (laughs) i think i finished my you guys would be the washington silly gooses until further notice Love it. <laughs> my 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 last tweet I think that I made about them was something along the guards of like, that's it for me. I'm out on the rest of the season. Like I'm gonna come back with optimism like always next year. And I don't know what I'll call you then, but uh, it'll probably be full of expletives. Uh, that's that's, that's, I, I, that's I, how I, feel. I gotta tell you the Red Wolves is that's a fucking great name. That that's is a solid cool. name. I like yeah, it. And, and there are like mock-ups for the uh for the for the um for yeah. the helmet and all that stuff. And, and I gotta tell you, they're it, it's <clears throat> because they had the former name, they have the merch for football team, then they'll have the merch for the new name, so it's just print money. Yeah, but nobody's buying that crap anymore. You are yeah. <laughs> you are I think that's officially licensed. I think you and my uncle Dave. You're you guys how are dare you bring unofficially licensed merch into this Zoom room. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it does. But you buy it in a parking lot. Fanatics. Fanatics actually is the official license. I think. Are you adding? I don't. I don't want to talk about fanatics because they're uh, they just secured the rights for MLB, NBA, and NFL to do sports cards officially licensed. Uh, wow. Starting, they took Topps's baseball license away after seventy years of them having the baseball license. So I could talk about trading cards another time, but. I don't like fanatics at this moment in time. I will say, though, before we get into the Chiefs, I really want to discuss the Chiefs. I'm a closeted Chiefs fan. Um, I do want to say that the football team or the Red Wolves or everyone to say as much as you want them to grow and change. I'm telling you by like next year, you know, they're going to just trade like two draft picks for Jimmy G. Like, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, like it's, it's like it's in their DNA. It's not, ter- like, it's not a terrible trade, though. It is not a great trade. He is injury prone. He's gonna be easily replaced by Trey Lance. Like he's like past his prime. He can't fucking beat the the Cardinals like without Kyler and D Hop. Come on, man. I heard so, there was I, some there was some interest like uh, before the trade deadline, allegedly about like Mitch Trubisky. So I wouldn't be surprised. Who? Why? Like I, not I, I know who know. Mitch Trubisky is, but like, come on. But I don't know. I don't know the Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is, I don't know if he's the guy like long-term, like I, I like him. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, you know, for a couple more years. I don't like some of the stuff he says in interviews or whatever, but uh, I don't know if he would do that. I mean, but like a perfect summation of what our team is, is, you know, with all the struggles, all the things that were going wrong on the season, the biggest move that we made during this year was to cut Dustin Hopkins at kicker to bring in a guy that hasn't kicked anywhere in forever, uh, whose last name is Blewett, which is a great name for a kicker. I've, and when he, he misses his first official kick. He gets three kicks blocked because he can't kick anything higher than five feet. He kicked his own offensive lineman in the back of the head on one of those attempts. And now he's already been switched out for Joey Sly, who's another former Carolina Panther, because that's all Ron Rivera wants to bring in. It's, oh, my God. We're in a lot that's of trouble. Crosby, I can't know. believe you guys picked a guy named Blewett. Eddie Blewett. It's fucking amazing. All right. Just get, get Matt Prater. He's been a, he's been a great kicker for me in fantasy forever. Former giant oh, draft. No, just get uh, get Crosby. Almost seventy kicks in a row. Um, oh, he is. Yeah. What happened to that guy? That was a great game for me and Lucas, by the way, because we won like pretty oh, hard. Just trade game. a first round pick to the Ravens for Justin Tucker. Dude, that, Justin that, Tucker. I want him at quarterback for the Giants. That guy's fucking incredible. <laughs> he is so good. I want him to kick the ball to Kadarius Tony for a hundred <laughs> yards. Fucking uh, the most accurate guy in the world. Kadarius Tony might be our, our quarterback next year. Who knows? Seriously, um, let's let's get out of the NFC East. Let's let's just completely mellow out a little bit. Get out of this depression. Let's let's talk about teams that are are doing something. Let's talk Chiefs. Uh, as I said, closeted Chiefs fan. I I just love, I love everything about this team. This year is a, fucking. You have a this year is. Oh, I have a hundred percent. I have a I have a man crush on at least three people on that team. That's surprising. Um, but this season is obviously very weird. This is a team that um, was in the Super Bowl last year. Didn't change much in terms of the organization, some would say did things in the off season to make the team better. Now we are at, I think five and four, four and five is something weird. They are not anywhere near the level that we think that they should be at or anyone for that matter. What the hell is going on in Kansas city? Marshall, I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, do, do you, do we, I know two wins in a row, Obviously, pretty easy wins with the with both the Giants and uh, God what was the last game they just Packers. Oh, and Packers, 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 Packers without Aaron Rodgers and <clears throat> Adams. Uh, do you see is this an uptick or is this going to be a very very mediocre season for uh, Mahomes and the boys? Andy Reid is a first by the Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. he's got 100 wins with two different franchises. Right, he's also the reason why the franchises will not maintain success <clears throat> Andy Reid I am a closet Chiefs fan as well because I do love Andy Reid I grew up in Philly and Andy Reid Donovan McNabb Brian Westbrook Weapon X like those those are my football lives right so mm-hmm. I want to see him do well but also critically 
and um, objectively, he destroyed our franchise. Here's why. Because Andy Reid is doing what he did in Philadelphia to the Chiefs. Andy Reid needs, and, and, and this is very important, Andy Reid needs a very strong defensive coordinator who will make him draft defense and make him draft the right defense. The thing with Andy Reid is he gives success to these franchises who haven't had a lot of success to give him power. Andy Reid doesn't need full power. He needs to work collectively and collaboratively with a very strong defensive coordinator. In Philadelphia, it was great until Jim Johnson passed away, and then we started getting to his understudies. They didn't get the same respect from Andy Reid that Jim Johnson had. You saw the defense swindle away. Great players were let go. We weren't drafting to replace them. And the offense was always good. The offense, you know, even, even once Mike Vick got there, the offense was was good. That's not the reason we lost. But Andy Reid killed the franchise because he did not know how to uh, build a defense. And that's what you're starting to see in Kansas City as to where Patrick Mahomes, Cheetah, Travis Kelsey, all homegrown talent, right? All homegrown. You know, he makes a hell he makes a hell of a trade to jump up like 20 spots in the first round draft. Patrick Mahomes saw something that not everyone else saw. Andy Reid can coach and draft offense. The problem is, is that he's leaving the defense bereft of talent. And he's got he's got a defensive coordinator who's an ex-coach. You think that he would get more respect and more and more pool in the franchise, but Andy Reid is the guy. Andy Reid is the guy. You give him whatever he wants because he takes you to two back-to-back Super Bowls, but now you're starting to see the drop-off with the defense, and you're starting to see that his offense can't always outscore people, and it's the same story. It's the exact same thing that happened, and then you lose the team, then you get a 4-12 and season, and then he's gone. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I would love to see him continue to be successful. He's got his championship. We got one first, hallelujah. But, um, you know, this this is starting to be, you know, kind of his calling card. And he's getting a little bit older as well. If this doesn't go well with the Chiefs, I can see him retiring. But like I said, he's still a first by the Hall of Famer. Lucas, you, you, yeah, and uh, Marshall, that was great. Um, you, you specifically were talking about Andy Reid, the defense. I want to talk, and Lucas, I know this is near dear to your heart. The offense, and specifically the offensive line for the Chiefs, um, is is playing like the Giants offensive line that I've mentioned that has been terrible forever. And but the, the, the weird thing is, and, and we can talk about it, and you can go into this, is Mahomes is still trying to play like Mahomes with a Giants level offensive line. And we see that he is not, you know, a godlike creature in that in those circumstances where he's throwing, he's leading the league in, in interceptions, I believe. I think he's got like uh, 10 or 11 now. Um, what's, what's going on there? Like, is this, is this going back to coaching or is he, is it hubris? I think, I think the issue lies in the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic, is, is a once in a generation athlete at the position, mm-hmm. um, you know, got drafted. What is a baseball player and then decided he was just going to go play football instead. Right. So uh, I've seen him make throws that don't seem physically possible. Um, but I, I just don't know if he can survive as a quarterback 
And I think this is an interesting conversation that as, as we start to get past the era of Brady and the Mannings, and we start to get more into this era of the all around athletic quarterback being a staple. Cause even guys like, even guys like Daniel Jones are athletes, right? Dude's yeah, fast. Guy, trips over himself. But he, you know, he's fast. Josh Allen, really good athlete, right? Jumps over um, people. Yeah. Jumping over people. So you're, you're coming into an era with incredibly athletic quarterbacks across the board. But I think part of the problem and Marshall, I feel free to correct me on this because I know you have more experience with Andy Reid than I do, is that Andy Reid's a bit of a schemer and sometimes relies on that a little too much. And I think that without the really good offensive line, like you said, and having to do it back to back is tough, back to back to back, even tougher. And I just think that between the scheminess of that Chiefs offense kind of getting shut down a little bit and therefore having to rely on the pure quarterback abilities of Patrick Mahomes. I think you're starting to see that. And the evidence that I would point to is his interceptions this year. He's having to make quarterback decisions that he's not used to having to make. And he's trying to force the ball into bad situations and he's getting picked off a lot. And I think that's part of, part of the scheminess of the offense that's being shut down. Teams are learning, Right. They're studying this, like uh, like you guys said, and I think Marshall, you said this as well. Is you're you're looking at this offense, you're drafting to beat the Chiefs. If you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be good year after year after year after year, you're going to have to beat the Chiefs at some point. So you might as well craft the team to beat them. You're starting to see them. It's it happened with the Ravens, right? Two years ago, Ravens were unbeatable. Two years ago, I think I took the Ravens to cover the spread in every game and like won a shit ton of money, right? But like this year, not so much because you're shutting down these guys. So the defenses adapt. That's the nature of the beast. But I think specifically with the Chiefs, I think Andy Reid is being exposed, maybe for being a little too reliant on the schemes. I think Patrick Mahomes is being exposed as not a good pure quarterback when he's forced to. Um, and I think the whole, and the, some injuries as well have limited their, their efforts. But I just think a little bit of a house of cards, and also, to their credit, you can't be Super Bowl champions forever. Yeah. I, I, I truly hate when I'm watching SportsCenter or, or one of these, like, morning, you know, Sunday morning shows where they're talking about, like, I feel like every other week it's like, you know, have, 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 has, has everyone figured out Lamar Jackson? Has everyone figured out Kyler Murray? And I, I don't think anyone has figured out anyone at this point. And same thing with Patrick Mahomes. I think – Patrick Mahomes has like the best QB vision that I've ever seen in terms of just like knowing exactly what's going on. The problem though, I think it just keeps going back to that offensive line. Like Lamar's got two losses this season. Like they could be Super Bowl contenders, right? Kyler and and the Cardinals, when he's there, when he's healthy, they, they were almost undefeated, right? Like these guys, when they have support, they're freaking indestructible, right? And I think once you take out one of those cogs, a big one being the offensive line, and then on the other side of the ball, the defense, when those cogs stop working, the whole thing falls apart. I mean, you have the best tight end in the league. You have the fastest man alive as wide receiver. And you got, a, as Lucas said, a generational talent at quarterback. If you have no one protecting that guy who's trying to throw the ball to those two guys, it's an issue. I mean, 
you know. They miss Sammy Watkins really bad too, Al. I agree. Watkins was great, and they're they trying to fill that him. void, right? They're trying yeah. to fill that void. That was that was a mistake on their part, for sure, uh, for not not bringing Watkins back. Um, uh, Bill, Ben, do you guys have any other thoughts that we haven't covered on the Chiefs? Because we can we can obviously move on. But Bill, what, what do you, what do you want to say about the Chiefs? Uh, I think the injuries are, are uh, uh, an issue that with Patrick Mahomes. I think that the people aren't talking about. I remember he had a concussion. And then he had the foot injury in the Super Bowl. And then at the same time. Yeah. And then this year had another, it was in concussion protocol again. So, I mean, like it's catching up to him. The one thing with mobile quarterbacks, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. it, actually quarterbacks in general, you're going to get nailed at all times. You're getting hammered. And, you know, if you're a pocket quarterback like Tom Brady, you can get rid of the ball in like two seconds, you're fine. But if you're running around trying to make a decision, like many quarterbacks are, you're going to get nailed. We've seen it with Rodgers. We've seen it with Mahomes. We've seen it with Jones. We've seen it with Cam Newton. We've seen it with a lot of people. So I think that has – I think some of the injuries are are, are stacking up. And uh, Marshall's right. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo was the Giants coordinator, and his whole thing, his whole thing with the Giants, when he was that – the first time they beat the Brady undefeated team was that NASCAR defense. NASCAR package, yep. And mm-hmm. – it was the scheme. It was the gimmicks. And it, so you have two scheme guys. You have Andy Reid, who's a scheme guy, Steve Spagnuolo, who's a scheme guy. And so you're just trying to make all these tricks and gadgets and different different looks work. I mean, you don't have the talent to back it up. Tyron Matthew is amazing. He's a great player. And that's why he works in that defense. That's why he's the best player on that defense. Honey Badger. Honey Badger, you, needed, you need more guys like that. They have not stacked that. The line was a problem last year. Remember in the Super Bowl, they lost two of their two of the starters right before the Super Bowl because that's how things happen with Tom Brady. Everyone magically gets injured. But that's the thing. They have not done a good general managership. Uh, whoever the general manager is of that team has not done a good job restocking that team. And you're asking Patrick Mahomes, I think the reason he's making so many mistakes is not because I think, yes, some of his mistakes are being exploited. But it's also like, think about guy, he is, let's bring it back to baseball because his dad was a baseball player. He, he's a baseball player. When your team is always losing, you're always trying to hit the home run. And he's always looking for the home run instead of looking for the right call. And because he's like, I got to win the game. I got to hit the home run. I got to do this. And when you do that, you strike out. And you know what? That's, it, it comes back to the Carson Wentzification of, of, Patrick Mahomes, and whereas though you were in a high-functioning offense, yeah. no one could stop you. You know, and 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 I was talking with some friends about this. I was like, you would think this is the first time anybody had ever played cover two against them, and it's not because of the cover two. It's because they lost Clyde Edwards Hilaire, yep. so they, they they don't have the balance. They don't have that threat as much mm-hmm. as they did. Even though last year Clyde Edwards Hilaire was a rookie. He still brought a lot. And even the year before that, they had a staple of running backs and they had a really solid like running game. Four. Yeah. Yeah. They had like Damian Williams. They had like, they, they had, yeah, they, they, they had a, a really good thing. And then you sit here and you give Patrick Mahomes uh record setting money, record setting money. Uh, his, his contract is so that basically he gets a certain percentage of the cap every year, point blank, no matter what the cap is. Yeah. So that's like, Okay, Pat, great. You got your money. 
now you're going to be relied on and the team is going to be put on your back. How do you respond? Andy, how do you respond? How do you re- protect your quarterback? Or do you put him out there? And that's what we talk about. Well, that's what I well, that's what I refer to when I say Andy Reid tends to have this thing where he kind of kills teams because you get so much success. We went to three NFC East NFC championships in a row before we went to the Super Bowl as the Eagles. And then Tom Brady and, and Bill uh, Belichick cheated us out of it by stealing yep. our signals and Certainly watching practice. But so suffice to say, Brady will never be my GOAT. But with that said, once the scheme was figured out, y'all, and I don't know if Lucas or or, or Ben, you guys can can attest to this, these type of things as, as, as the fans that you are, but once the scheme is figured out, you can't just rely on the talent. Because honestly, I think that Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo are not scheme guys. I think they're talent guys. But now they're, the talent is being neutralized, and now you have to try to scheme your offense and scheme your defense. Don't forget, Steve Spagnuolo had O.C., Justin yeah. Tuck, Strahan. Michael Strahan. That NASCAR package wasn't about, like, you know, them scheming. Like, no, they just had guys that can put their hand on the ground and beat you at several positions, and then they could – Bring bring in four more guys who could put their hand on the ground and beat you at several positions. So now we're now we're getting into the complexities of coaching and what they can do to kind of that chess match between other defensive and offensive coordinators. And I just think they're losing. Well, Ben, what's your oh, thoughts, Ben? Well, all I was going to say about the Chiefs was, I mean, it's still a, a rich team problem, you know, to have. Like, I wish I have as a fan of a team that was five and four. I mean, this is a team that's still like one game or like a half a game out of their division. And yeah. they've already played, with the exception of our teams, with the exception of the NFC East, they've played all playoff bound teams. So they've had a hard schedule, too. And so they've got the easier part of their schedule left. I feel like, you know, muscle memory is going to kick in. Mahomes is going to, you know, dial things down a little bit and, and start making a little bit smarter throws. He was getting away with a lot when they just had a talent gap and they were able to beat teams with all the no-look throws and side shovel passes and whatnot. I think he's going to lock things in a little bit more and they're going to turn things around. And they've got – this is a team coming off of back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. So it's – when they get up against some of the better teams, maybe in the division right now that – uh, or in the conference, like the Ravens, you know, Chargers, Bills, whatnot, they've they've got the experience that they don't have as far as getting to that and knowing what it takes to win to get there. So we could still be looking at the Chiefs, you know, challenging for a Super Bowl, despite all the trouble that they've had. Maybe they come out on the other end of this, you know, uh, still looking like a contender. I mean, nothing's really changed. Like they had weaknesses in the offensive line last year and, you know, their defense. So they were able to come, overcome it before and they might still be able to do that now. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a nice problem to have to be like the world is on fire when your team's five and four and, you know, still a half game out of the division lead. So I, I wish I could aspire to be, you know, like a Chiefs fan happy right now. Uh, I totally agree. I think, I think we're going to see, we're already seeing somewhat of a bounce back. They just don't look like themselves, but they are coming back from back to back wins. Um, something needs to click. They need to make, you know, some sort of like change within the organization that like just a wake-up call right like what, what's the wake-up call for them and you, you can see the frustration with Kelsey with Mahomes with uh with Tyree Kill like there's 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 a want and a need there of, of, of drastic change to, to make them you know playoff ready but uh I figured let's do a couple lightning round questions by the way someone said 
don't be surprised if OBJ ends up in you son of a bitch. That is my part of my lightning round question. All right. So <laughs> lightning round questions. As you these are quick, res- quick, quick responses, quick responses, either either like team names, yes or no's. Don't have to go into crazy detail. I'm gonna start with the first one that Bill uh took took off uh sorry. I'm gonna uh Bill completely rattled me because that was the first question I had for you guys is all right. Lightning round. Lucas insert cool lightning round sound effect here. Um, (laughs) Lightning round. Where the F is OBJ going? Is he going anywhere? Uh, Bill, where do you see uh, who's picking up OBJ off uh, waivers or uh, free agency? Um, I'm going to go with the new England Patriots. Hmm. That's where everyone, a lot of people have been saying that. Um, Um, I'm going to go with the Island of Misfit wide receivers, the Buccaneers. Fuck. Yeah. Um, that another strong candidate. Um, I, I, they, they need more weapons, I guess. Um, Ben. Uh, well, I was trying to think about who you know needs a wide receiver, but I don't necessarily know they do. But it would be kind of funny if he ended up with the Ravens. Uh, he wants to go to a contender. Um, Lamar Jackson's great. I mean, that'd be the best, best chance right now, and he would be staying relatively close to where he was. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. Mark. Yeah, I was going to say the Ravens as well. I mean, it's it's one of those things where where should he go and where will he go because people have to pay him. Uh, it's two different propositions, but I would love to see him down there and be more with John Harbaugh and, and Lamar. Uh, yeah, I, I, someone said the Giants, and I was like, whoever, like, because that was like a Vegas like wild card bet. Absolutely like, not, you guys. He's not going. Absolutely not. The Giants. I think he. Sh- I would I like to you know what? go to the go to Washington. Go to Washington. I, I I agree. I think you should go to Baltimore, but I can see. I can honestly. I don't know about cap space and and whatnot. But it would be very interesting if he ended up in uh, Green Bay. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers right now is like a question mark for him. I mean, that's probably like something you want to talk about, but like, I, I don't know. Man. Well, again, they're like, hey, we're going to have fucking COVID idiot be our quarterback. Might as well get a very controversial wide receiver just add to the mix. Why not? We already well, have enough bad press. Real, if you want me to get big man on this podcast, ask me about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe skip Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'll skip Aaron Rodgers. But I can see. Listen, he has he has one incredible weapon, kind of like Lamar with Marquise Brown. Like he's got Devonte Adams. But what happens when Devonte Adams is not playing? It's COVID, and everyone else gets COVID, and they're like uh, Randall Cobb, who apparently was doing pretty goddamn <laughs> well, good. He has Lazard too. Yeah, he's got Lazard, he's got Cobb, he's got uh, 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 Scanling, Mark Bamling, Scanling, whatever his name is. He doesn't um, use Tunyon. I know that from fantasy. He, he, does, he not does not use Tunyon. He does not use well, Tunyon enough. Hurt, so don't worry about He it. doesn't use Tunyon a ton. No. Um, all right. Continuing lightning rounds. Uh, do we see a, a, a bounce back for the Bills after their soul-crushing defeat against the Jaguars? <laughs> Bill? 100% yes. Okay. Lucas? Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills go all the way. Same. Marshall. No, man. No, something, something ain't right there. The Jaguars, that should never fucking happen. First of all, I got to never. Like, did the team get drunk the night before? Like, still drunk. I understand the next a day? trap game, but 
everybody called that, yo, this Josh Allen is going to bust your Josh Allen's ass. And that's exactly what fucking happened. Man, it's like off. And it's that that should never. There's something wrong there, and I I don't I, I it was it was inconceivable, inconceivable, inconceivable. And I feel like it's one of those games that to um to 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 Ben's point could send them all the way. I'm not sure he said that. I'm, it might have been you, Ben, but it could send them all the way, which I think they kind of deserve because I do like their uh, their coach. He came from the Eagles, but that should never fucking happen. I'm upset with that still. I, I don't think that there's ever been a longer odds loss in the NFL. I'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure. So the bills were minus a thousand and I'm pretty sure there hasn't been an, a longer odds upset than that in the NFL, but I'll double check on that. I'm picking all upsets next week. Cause that uh, last week was fucking terrible. Econ, who's the son, um, son of the owner of the Jags owns all elite wrestling. My favorite wrestling company. Don't fuck with the Jags. And Stefan Diggs did that. And everyone else has fucked with them this whole season. Um, Not James Robinson. Not James ben. Robinson, my dude. Ben. This past week seemed to be like a lot of weird, shady stuff going on with the officials, too. So you never so know who's uh, who's being bought out there. But I don't know. That looked like, uh, I think I've referenced it before. It looked like a Varsity Blues thing where they took him out to the strip club the night before and like woke up in the morning and tried to play yeah. football. And it just That's did not saying. work. Uh, so no, I don't know, but, um, I picked the bills into the Super Bowl against the Bucks in our last podcast. So I'll still ride with them. I think they'll bounce back. But if Marshall, if they don't, if they fall apart, I'm going to be like, that man, that man knows I should reference you on everything in life now. I mean, it, and I will, I will reference, I will call you. Not every team is going to be able to do that to them from a, from a personnel standpoint for what they were able to do. But I've never seen a more trap game go. Like, even if it was a trap game, they should have still won 12-9 or something like that. Like, okay, yeah. that would that's still a trap. But the way that they lost, they couldn't they couldn't score. Um, their their defense played well and the Jaguars just inept in so many different areas. How do you lose that game with your roster, with your coaches, with your you know, with your expectations? Mm-hmm. And and you're fucking up because uh, now Miami needs to lose more because the Jaguars are winning so that we can get our better pick. And it's, uh, you know, it, it, it upset me. It's crazy. Cause it's like, if, if you would have told me, like, say I just didn't pay attention last week and you're like, Oh wow. The Jags beat the bills. I'd be like, that's crazy that all of the bills have COVID. And then you tell right. me, no. like, you think that there's something going on, right? Yeah. Like, like you told me like, no, actually all of their starters played like, like Josh Allen was playing. Yeah, he was in. Wait, like Diggs, Diggs was starting. Yep, and like you kept going down the list, and you kept saying, "No, no, they all played." I'd be like, "Why are you lying to me?" There's no way that they could have won. Like statistically, it makes zero sense. It's it's bananas to me. And real quick, there's actually three three matchups that are tied for the biggest NFL upset. Hit me. Um, twenty twenty, the Jets. Beating the Rams was a 17 and a half point spread. Crazy. Mm. 1995 Redskins beating the Cowboys by seven on a 17 and a half point spread. And in 2018, the Dolphins upsetting the Pats by three, also a 17 and a half point spread. Wow. But the Thanks. Bills have been involved on the losing end in three of the seven highest spread updates or upsets since 1990. So, 
take that maybe as you it's will. the Bills. Maybe it's just the Bills thing, man. Maybe it's just like like it's like part of their DNA. It it might be. I mean, it God definitely. Damn. I mean, I I agree. It's it's funny to hear, like, because you know, you come out here and you say, okay, well, obviously this, this is a game that you know. It did not go according to plan in a number of ways. Even watching it was was insane. I think I flipped off red zone to watch it for a little bit because I couldn't believe it. Um, but Marshall, when you when you came out and just flat out said something is wrong in Buffalo, it hit me like a it hit me like a lightning bolt because like to hear to hear somebody say that, it almost kind of like flips a weird switch where you're like, wait a minute, and you start going back to that game a little bit and you start looking at some stuff and there's flat offense. And then there's anemic offenses, and then there's whatever the hell that was. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Because you know what it you know what it makes me think of, Lucas. Yeah, is when a team gets the blueprint on you. Hmm. Like, like when 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 a team is doing well, and then and then there's you know a defensive coordinator or a scheme that 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 they struggle with now the blood is in the water and defensive coordinator is like oh well shit this worked against them let's let's try to emulate that with our scheme let's try to emulate that with our system which is why i'm saying i don't know that that's a loss that you can just bounce back from now of course they probably will but Mm -hmm. also once you get to the playoffs that tape is still there Mm -hmm. and i i I, And That's going to be the most watched game of whoever's playing them in the playoffs because they were even shutting down. Um, they were even shutting down uh, old uh, Weasley Beasley on his on his weird little out routes that he has and the weird blocking schemes and the the wide receiver screens. It was like they knew exactly what play was coming before they even called it. Yeah, some something ain't right, and the Bills haven't done enough to get my like unconscionable trust. And and like they're just oh it's the Bills they'll be that like they're not the Chiefs they're not the Bucks they're not mm-hmm. Josh Allen is great but he hasn't done anything to make me be, believe that you know that he's just automatic and he's going to come back from this and like sometimes a, a loss can be debilitating and yeah. and and like I said once that tape is out there you might get a couple teams that just don't have the personnel to do what Jacksonville did. But then when you get to the Baltimore's and then when you get to the, the Kansas cities or even mm-hmm. the Las Vegas's or, or anybody that you may see in that divisional round. Um, and I, I, I do think Las Vegas goes to the playoffs by the way, but um, there's, there's, there's just, there's something, something right. Something right. Coming into this home. season. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, only because of fantasy implications, I do know like Dawson Knox is a big piece of like that offense and working for them. Like he was killing it tight end. It's like when he went out. So when he gets healthy and comes back, I think that'll give them a big lift that they've been missing for the last, I think he's been out three weeks now. Hmm. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's been killing it. Oh, he's on your fantasy team, isn't he? Bill? Yeah. I have him in another league, so I'm aware of his uh, absence as well. CJ Uzuma has really shit the bed after that one week. <laughs> I was just going to say that, like, going into the season, like, people were so high on the Bills. I wasn't. In that. I wasn't. You weren't. That's no, crazy to me. Because I, I think. No, because I thought because the COVID thing in their camp was so divisive, mm. I thought they were going to just splinter and just not be able to have chemistry. Yeah. As usual, I was wrong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but it's it seemed yeah. like, hey, like, you know, they, they could not get on the same page. I'm like, that's not good. And then they mm-hmm. were blown it out of the water. I think with the Jags, with this loss, like, 
Marshall's not wrong. He's, you know, this is a make or break loss. Either this is the type of loss you bounce back from and you change your scheme and this motivates you to be better. Or this is the loss that just, you know, this is the pin in the balloon. Could be. And, and only time will tell, but, you know, this is the halfway point. So this is a great time for this to happen. because This is like a perfect, like, are the Bills actually a playoff team? We'll, we'll know after this crushing, soul-crushing defeat. Let's go a couple more lightning rounds. Um, obviously, total absolute shock to the system. Um, perhaps the best player in the league, arguably, Derrick Henry, potentially out for the whole season. Um, now that this probable MVP is out, um, who do you see uh, winning MVP uh, for the season at the end of the year? I'm going to start with uh, Lucas. Oh, God. Um I'll, I'll do mine quickly, and then yeah. I feel like you need a minute. Yeah. Um, personally, I think it's going to go to another running back, and I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. The guy is fucking crushing it, not only from a yardage standpoint, but uh, multiple two-touchdown games. Um, the guy is incredible, and he's making the Colts, like, actually a good team. Um, not single-handedly, but, like, honestly, he's, he's, a, he's a, you know, dual threat. Uh, he, he can receive, he can, he can rush like no other. And I don't know if you saw that last game, but like, Jesus, the guy's got legs. Um, that's who I, I think if it's, I I hope not to see another goddamn quarterback as MVP, I would love to see running back. And I think he's not a dark horse because I think with Derrick Henry out, Jonathan Taylor has an absolute good shot at being MVP this year. Uh, going back to Lucas, do you have anyone this time? So I think if. If the Bucks take the number one seed, it ends up being Brady. I think I, I, but personally, personally, I would like to see Kyler Murray get it here. I think Kyler has just, I know that there's issues there too. And I know that, you know, it is what it is, but I think that's one of the most, he's one of the most astounding players that I've watched this year. So I would go Kyler Murray. Kyler would be great. I can even see Lamar. Um, Ben. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Kyler. I'm trying to think outside of him or Lamar. Uh, when's the last time like a wide receiver got it? Because freaking Cooper Cup, I know, is killing everybody yeah, in fantasy. Cooper Cup, man, that would be that would be nice. I mean, that guy yeah. deserves it for what he's doing. Yeah, he's like on target, right, for like a like a record breaking yardage season, right? He's, he's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's having. He means a lot to that team. And also, I mean, I mean, freaking Matthew Stafford is killing a quarterback for them too. So uh is he gonna win like uh like uh like player most improved? You should get comeback like player of the year coming from comeback. the Detroit Lions to anyone. <laughs> 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 like, like, oh, no, he wasn't injured, he was just in Detroit. He was in <laughs> Detroit. Oh, that's that's worse. <laughs> you, you put that under like no, he wasn't injured, he was just in Detroit. Oh man, God, speaking of Detroit. Terrible. Uh, Marshall, you, you uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys hit on a lot of the folks that could. Uh, and for my money, I would go Lamar. He's just been it's it's not a it's not a bad thing to give him the MVP again if he deserves it. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be isolated, or um, Carson Wentz is going to bump heads with him uh, because as good as Jonathan Taylor is, Carson Wentz will do dumb shit for no reason. Uh, yeah. But he's getting better. 
but in order to be MVP, you got to win. So I think I think Lamar or Kyler is probably the two that I, I could see most, if not Matthew Stafford. But they had a really bad loss the other day, too, and, and there might be some tape out on them. So we'll see what happens. Um, just, just to go back to Lamar for a second. Lamar, I mean, you can even go Kyler, too, but I think Lamar right now is playing at, like, a Mahomes level of, like, wait a minute. You're giving Lamar 50 seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Why? Why are you doing this? And with, and with a, a triage of running backs. Not even that. I mean, you got he's just a playmaker. And and of course you have you have Hollywood Brown too there. Like, but like the way he is playing right now is do not give the ball, do not give him time or the ball, because he is playing at a Mahomesian level of I need to win this game. And that's what I want to see in an MVP, right? And like I, I could I could really see Lamar there. Did uh, Bill, you did not go. Who do you have? No. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give uh potentially defensive wise, Miles Garrett has 12 sacks already this year. That's friggin' incredible. If not, I think it's going to go to Stafford because as great as Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry have been, Matthew Stafford was in goddamn Detroit for how long? We heard about how great this guy was, and now you put you give him a line, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh my god, look how great this guy is. He had the weapon in Calvin Johnson. I mean, if you yeah. deny the greatness of Megatron. You have never watched a football game in your life. It's disgusting how good he was. But he never had a running game. He always had like a, gosh, you could just put the litany of people that I had in, you know, backing up in fantasy, like Amir Abdullah and people of that ilk who just never panned out. Uh, Tight ends like Eric Ebron who didn't pan out, but when else weren't panned out. Like, Mm. you know, I remember when they had Roy Williams and traded him to Dallas and he sucked in Dallas and I didn't feel bad about it. But... Matthew Stafford now is is showing us what Matthew Stafford was the day he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe he maybe he won't be the best player, but he'll be the most valuable player in the NFL because this is the dude the Rams needed because um, their previous quarterback, now in Detroit, whose name completely escapes me. because Jared Goff. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's not doing great. And he's Stafford's better with the Rams than he than than Goff was with the Rams, and so I think it's going to be either Stafford or Miles Garrett. I like Tom Brady could go to Detroit and struggle. Like I don't know that there's a yeah. I don't think anyone like that's. I'm sorry to bring it back to the Giants for a second, but people are like they should have drafted Josh Allen or this or that. Listen, it's that same Giants line. It's that same Giants team. I think anyone's going to struggle there. Listen, if you have a very, a very bad offensive line, doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to win a game. Like, you know what I mean? It's got to all click. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what incredible talent is throwing that ball. If you have no supporting weapons, whether it's offensive line, wide receivers, running backs, can we just you talk can't about do it alone. Can we talk about how crazy it is that Derrick Henry was replaced by Adrian Peterson did not have that on my 2021 big home card. He didn't. Adrian Peterson would be a starting running back in the NFL. Dude, remember, remember when he turned out Ravens, dancing with the stars, guys? He would have made 700 grand for that show. You remember, like before the season started, the Ravens lost both of their running backs and still have like an incredible running game. Like, like 
Does anyone know who put that on their bingo card? They lost Dobbins before the season started. Le'Veon Bell was <laughs> their third string running back. And he had an amazing game last week. Like a, a great, like a crazy game. He had probably more yards last game than he had with the Chiefs in total last year. Yeah. So or, or, the, or his entire Jets career is what you let, No, I talked about the Chiefs last week. Let, final lightning round question. Final question. Mid-season point. Let's play um, you know, um, futurist here. What's the Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchup that you envision for this season? I'm going to start with Ben because he's quick on his feet. Well, he's probably thought about this. Well, because I mentioned it earlier, like my preseason was the Bucks and the Bills, and I think that's still very much in play. Um, if I was, you know, given the chance to completely wash out and do it again, uh, right now I do think I like the Ravens a little bit more. Uh, they've kind of been just like the Bills, ready to take that next step in the playoffs, just haven't quite been able to get over the hump. So I think the more uh, could get them there this season if their defense can step up because they, they're not doing very well. Um, and then you see, I mean, I, I still unfortunately think it's Tom Brady. I want to say the Cardinals because, man, I, I love that team right now, too. Uh, but for some reason, I, I just still feel like it's going to be Brady as much as we don't want it to be. Uh, Lucas. I am going to go with in the NFC we'll start. And I think, I think I am going to go with the Cardinals. I think I'm going to double down here. Um, I, in my, my other profession um, as a weird TikTok hockey guy who dresses up as macho man for Halloween. Um, I didn't see that. You got to send me that photo. Yeah, I have. Oh, I, so I, I did canny. You'll, you'll like this. I actually did the bench interviews as Macho Man and referenced um, the WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome uh, and Steamboat, come on against Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man hundred times when he uh, when he went up against Tito Santana and pulled the metal pole out of his out of his spandex. Um, so the coaches got a huge apparently all the coaches are huge wrestling fans. But one of the things I say in my other job is that the the old ways are dying. And the new ways are coming in. And I say it and a little more unhinged every time. So I think it's going to be the Cardinals here. I don't think Tom Brady's got what it takes to do it again. Um, and I think the Ravens as well. I just, I watched that game, that that overtime game, and I'm convinced. I'm a believer. They may not be that dominant team, but they are, they're incredible. They they find a way. Uh, Marshall. Like Game of Thrones references like the old gods and the new gods. <laughs> By the old gods and the new. <laughs> um I'm 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 gonna throw a curveball. I really would love to see the Titans and the Rams in a classic rematch of that Super Bowl. Um I think the Titans play with a lot of heart. I think they're well coached. I wasn't a big Vrabel fan when he got hired, but he's doing some great things out there. And you just added Von Miller for the Rams and you're putting them next to possibly the greatest defensive lineman of the generation and Aaron Donald. I don't see how, I don't see how that's a team that I think will bounce back from this, from this weekend. Um, that would be a great Super Bowl. I would love those storylines and Derrick Henry could come back for that. And uh, I, I think he would deserve it. I I can't see not not that I can't see the Rams or the Titans going like that. Those are I'm not going to mess with your picks there. 
But the fact that the Rams lost the Titans without Derrick Henry is is a warning sign to me. Like if I, I just don't I can't see I can't fathom the Rams even remotely getting to to beat the Titans in that matchup if that happens. And if Derrick Henry comes back, I think he's gonna just fucking walk all over them. Uh, but I'd like to see, I think it's a, a cool, cool concept. A nice rematch uh, would be great, especially if the Titans win like 50 to zero with, with uh, Derek Henry getting four touchdowns. <laughs> right. Uh, ben. Nope. Bill. I already did mine. You oh, Bill. Bill sorry. <laughs> I, it was, I knew it was one of the B's. All right. Late. I want to change my picks. <laughs> so, Bill. I, you know, Marshall really talked me out of my pick. Because I was going to say the Bucks, but I keep thinking about that Rams team, and that 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 Bucks team is not young. That Bucks team is old, and I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about the defense. Hmm. I don't know if that defense is going to be able to keep up with a Rams team like that with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby and Robert Woods and the gang. Uh, I don't know, and I, I would love to see a Rams Ravens Super Bowl because man, oh man. I don't care who – I mean, I have to root for the Ravens that game because my boy Ed is a Ravens fan, and he would just be devastated if they lost. But, man, oh, man, that is a fun Super Bowl. I know the NFL wants Brady back in there for ratings and whatnot, but Ravens-Rams, that is fun with a capital fucking F. I, I, if we're going to talk fun – But that's what I also think we'll get in, too. If we're going to talk fun, like the most logical to me is Ravens Cardinals, not just from like a standing standpoint, uh, that would just be but just like Kyler versus Lamar. Like, I, I don't, I, Everybody I, think, wants to see that. I think ESPN yeah. would like jizz their pants for that. Yeah. Like, so I think just, America, I think America. Somebody call yeah. Joe Buck. Get him on the game right now. <laughs> Joe Buck awakens. I'm surprised he awakens. we're not putting in the NFC. mentioned the team that a lot of people are saying are going to make. Super Bowl is the Packers. No. Everyone's super so, high on the Packers. So I don't. I, we're super high on the Packers, like they're super high on the Cowboys every year. But um, yeah, people are like Packers, 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 and I'm like, well, I don't again, again, until they can use Aaron Jones correctly, I'm so not yeah, in on the Packers. Why the hell don't they? Is my question. Logically, my heart or sorry, my brain is saying Cardinals Ravens because that would just be. It would be great for everyone. Like that's such a great game to even fathom. Everyone's Kyler coming. Versus, all, all of you guys are coming to my house if that that Super Bowl happens. I'm, I'll, I'll I have that. an 86 inch television. I'm staying right the fuck here. Maybe we. Got um, Bill, I'll bring I'll bring my my world famous queso, which I just made for the first time last night. Accidentally, are you bringing it to my house with the 86 inch television? No, I'm going to bring it to Bill's house. So you can either bring the television if you want queso. Uh, no, Marshall. Um, Marshall, I'll but. But yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm just going to show up with my hands in my pockets to wherever. Yeah, <laughs> Marshall, you're invited. You bring yourself. It'll be a great time. I will say, though, and you have to say this every goddamn year, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't fucking forget Tom Brady. Tom Brady will Tom Brady. He does it every year. The like, books, the books are an injury away, though. Are the, they though? Because yeah, they the could books. easily, easily just go pick up. They're not a next man up team. 
No, but they can easily go pick up OBJ. Like, think about it. They have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Just imagine having those two people on your team right now. Right. If you were but the look. Eagles, or if you were the Washington football team, or you the, or the Giants, if you had both Chris, uh, Chris Evans, if you had, I love Chris Evans too, but if you had Who Mike doesn't? Evans and Chris Godwin, you'd be good. They also have yeah, a injured, have but can easily come back at some point, Antonio Brown. They have Gronk and two other tight ends. They have Tom goddamn Brady. But look, that's rough. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's an all-star team. Hear me out. You should. If the Bucs have one to two injuries to starters on that offensive line, that's what I'm talking about. Brady needs to feel safe comfortable in the pocket. Body. He needs to feel comfortable. And the when when they've lost or when they've struggled, there's been teams that have been able to get in his face, get him off his spots, and he's 40 fucking five. So it's like, where are you going, Tom? And Just where, take the sack. Who are those teams that 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 got him off on his ass? Was that the, the Giants and the Eagles? Which by the way, which has never made sense. Like the Giants, the Eagles were like, here's the blueprint on how to beat Tom Brady. And everyone's like, nah, we don't want to do that. No, what? Our two teams fucking beat him in the Super Bowl. I mean, also balls in the Philly special, which is the greatest play in Super Bowl history. But right, like, baby. it's like um, David Tyree Philly special, perfect. Hmm. Washington <laughs> right. plays the next week, so two days after this pod airs. So if we uh, if we beat them, then I'll, I'll take them out of the Super Bowl odds. <laughs> there we go. I mean, listen, I want them to because it was bullshit that you guys lost in that first round to them because of yeah. bad penalties that were not yeah. really penalties. That was a high point. Yeah. All right. Well, I, honestly, guys, this has been super fun and I could probably do this for another six hours, but we do have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, we, we just need wings, a pizza and Ben and Marshall to get to my house. We're good. We're we, I don't, I, we'll have to figure it out. Bill, we can talk about this post. Wait, post no, don't worry how we actually already figured it out. We're going to Bill's. No, no, not that. <laughs> so, if you, so end, end, we either do like an end of season, end of season, or a Super Bowl pod. I, I think we have Super to do Bowl. something. Because Super, Super Bowl pod would be cool. Yeah, Super Bowl. We're gonna do one. Let's do like a pre a pre Super Bowl like pod predictions and all that kind of stuff. We'll we'll have fun with it. But uh, we'll bring this whole this whole uh, group back because th- th- these guys are awesome, and I love having you guys on. Uh, <laughs> but that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Socially Distance, the Midway NFL. Pod, I don't know. We'll find a fuck the Cowboys podcast. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the, fuck the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> but let's we're, we're gonna go quickly into plugs and then wrap it up and get out of here. Um, you can find me personally at Al Manorino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also see some of my photos uh, that I take for thepopbreak.com on thepopbreak.com. Um, hopefully, have some stuff coming up. It's a very weird slow time for a music photography but uh gearing up into the next year hopefully have some more stuff with uh with the pop break and uh, you can find all of that at again thepopbreak.com uh bill you're gonna say i'll, I'll save you for last sure. ben where can people find you i am at bd murkison on twitter and instagram I uh, just had a review of Yellowstone because their new season just uh, kicked off this past weekend. So that's on the And uh, I am transitioning as we speak into Duke basketball now uh, on, on ESPN because football is pretty much dead to me. <laughs> um, Lucas, where can people find you on social? I know you've tried to eliminate yourself from the Internet, but if only 
added more of your presence to it. Uh, and of course, uh, plug your uh, illustrious uh, show as well that you. Uh, yes, if you if you'd like to find me professionally, you can find me at the underscore Dan K show. We talk a lot about junior hockey, college hockey, youth hockey, now professional hockey. Um, we have cleared the legal loopholes to talk about NHL, uh, which we'll probably be doing sooner rather than later. Um, as much as I've tried to hide from the internet, the internet has found me. We've already beaten all of our social media metrics from all of last year in the first two months of the season. Yay. Um, Hockey. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me personally, the only place I'm still active is at L Jones 1138 on Twitter. I am radically pro New Jersey and pro pork roll. Um, and those are the only things I really tweet about because the Yankees are not in season yet. Marshall plug everything that you got going on. Um, literally the podcast, the Twitch streaming. I don't know what the streaming is, but it's more of the, more of the Twitch um, and, and your work on the pop break. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Principally you can find me on the pop break TV. Uh, me and my wife do a show called blurred watchers. Uh, TV focused, blurdy podcasts. Uh, we cover all types of shit on there. So please come through. You can also find me on um, Twitter at Mr. Underscore Okami or Mr. Okami underscore seven. I never get my own name right. Um, but yeah, if you find me on any of those, then you can get access to the link tree. We have merch. We have our, our streaming channel, which is Mr. Okami underscore seven on Twitch where we stream, try to stream twice a week. Um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, check out the link tree. Um, I have a new spoken word album that's out right now called Whole Tales, and uh, it's free. So that's always exciting as well. And I'm just happy to have been here. You guys are awesome. And you're going to be dropping a new Blurred Watchers episode next week. I believe. Next week. Yep, yep. That's going to be on Pop Break TV, which you can find on Apple, Google, Apple, and uh, Spotify and Anchor Podcasts. You're going to be talking about the Disney Plus day on the 12th. And what else are you guys talking about? Yeah, we're going over that. We're going to review Arcane um, from Netflix. Nice. um, The League of Legends show. And uh, whatever else comes up between now and then that my wife wants to talk about is generally... I let her do her thing, and I just sit there and laugh at her being cute. And we will, of course, Marshall will be back at some point with Courtney. Uh, they will be back on our Hawkeye series, which is going to be at the end, uh, going through November and December, which could be awesome. Cannot, so, cannot wait. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, just for some programming notes, what's coming up on the Socially Distanced Podcast. Of course, this was the 82nd episode. We are on the road to 100. What we have planned for episode 100? I don't know. Just thought about it. Wait, today. did we talk about this? Uh, maybe we did. No, we have to. We'll have to talk about it later. I'll talk about it off air because that'll take another yep. 15 minutes of us trying to remember things. Yep. Um, so coming up uh, next week, we're going to be talking. We're going to be doing our holiday episode. We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas traditions for in the world of pop culture. We're going to have some cool guests on. Hopefully, Cat Cole. We can bring them back. So it's like a family podcast. We'll be talking about Cowboy Bebop the week after. And then we're going to be going into our Hawkeye review series. And we're going to take the last week of this year off and then head into Book of Boba Fett uh, in the first week of the new year. Of course, you'll be hearing Lucas on the Book of Boba Fett podcast because he is our resident Chewbacca. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. And <laughs> Ben, if you're into any of that, you're welcome to join. And Marshall. Uh, well, no, Marshall's going to be on Hawkeye. We've already talked about it. Oh yeah, we've we've talked, man. I, I've already been back. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking. Um, for, as for me, I'm at Bodkin writes W R I T E S on Twitter, where it's mostly stuff about wrestling and stuff retweets from the 
popbreak.com, where I am the editor-in-chief and founder of the site, co-founder of the site, I should say. We've been going on 12 years. Unfortunately, not doing a Christmas show this year just due to the world, but we will be doing a show hopefully in the first quarter of first or second quarter of 2022, which we'll be doing probably in conjunction with the charity free for everyone, which means lots of drinking and fun and music and partying. So until then, check out the popbreak.com. On the web, we are talking about television, movies, music. Uh, in regards to music, we have great shots coming up of the Flaming Lips in Philadelphia. Movies, we just talked about all of the big releases, including Internals and Finch, um, the new uh, Tom Hanks um, Apple TV Plus project. Uh, ben dropped a Yellowstone review for television. Plus, we also have anime, comic books, uh, digital trends, pro wrestling, all sorts of great stuff. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram because our Facebook got hacked and Facebook doesn't give a shit about us anymore. We're at the pop break on Instagram and uh, Twitter and check us out. Check out the following hubs on our podcast feed, which is pop break TV, socially distance and the winner still is and the way too early Oscar podcast on anchor, Google, Apple and Spotify. So for Al, for Marshall, for for Ben and for Lucas's Bill Bodkin saying thank you so much for joining us for the 82nd edition of the Socially Justin Podcast. <laughs>